I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We could all use a little bit of grace, especially on the COVID front. Or so says somebody on the Bill Maher program. Um, what if I also then told you on the backside of that that um, Anthony Fauci was funding COVID bat research in Montana and then, um, oh, by the way, um, those who get their second dose of the um, booster, um, yeah, they have extreme death outcomes in the first 28 days compared to everybody else. Um uh, forgiveness, Pat? Forgiveness. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Also, it is Thursday, and that means in the second half of this program, we're going to switch to the wonderful world of Big Ten and NFL football picks because uh, why not at this point in time? I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oney, and you're tuned in to Critical Thinking. <laughs> What the fresh hell is going on in this world? Um, real quick, before we get into that, though, Pat, um, I think we've got to talk a little bit about um, the Israeli-Hamas conflict from this perspective. You, you see, Pat, because um, our venerable Venn diagram-loving vice president is on the case of getting rid of hate in America that, you know, the, the protests, the hunting down of Jews and, and, and all of those things. She is on the case of it, Pat. Here's her talking about uh, being anti-hate. Our nation was founded on the fundamental principle that all people should have the freedom to live, to worship, and to be without fear of violence or persecution. Every person has the right to live safe from violence, hate, and bigotry. And for those reasons and so many more, President Joe Biden and I have a duty, not only to keep the people of our nation safe, but to condemn unequivocally and forcefully 
all forms of hate. Since we took office, President Biden and I have fought to uphold that duty. Over the past decade, America has seen a rise in attacks on houses of worship. So in response, we expanded funding to protect houses of worship from violence. After a surge in hate during the pandemic, in particular anti-Asian hate, President Biden signed the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act to improve the reporting of hate crimes and to ensure hate crimes are investigated quickly and thoroughly. Earlier this year, in response to an historic rise in anti-Semitic attacks, we also released the first national strategy to counter anti-Semitism. And to make clear, taking on hate is a national priority. President Biden and I held the first White House summit to address hate-fueled violence, and we brought together religious leaders, community leaders, and survivors to continue our work to keep all Americans safe. And today, we take another important step forward in our fight against hate. For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. As a result of- A disproportionate number of hate-filled attacks, Islamophobia, those who look Muslim or are Muslim. Are you talking about, oh, the shooting in the, at the Sikh temple in Oak Creek back in the day, Oak Creek, Wisconsin, right? Um, if you don't remember that, you know, it's something that I lived through. Um, what, what fresh hell was that? Pat, just, and it goes on for another minute plus, by the way. But, but what fresh hell? hell is she talking about when we um, just witness video after video after video of muslim individuals tearing down signs of jewish hostages that hamas has taken and probably butchered what fresh hell is she talking about when literally every college campus is full of anti-semitic hate-filled anti-jewish protests and violence what fresh hell is she talking about when people that are jewish can't even walk down the street without fear of being violated and are uh, what we have two synagogues within walking distance of my current location pat one of which has a day school for jewish kids they already have Brick and metal barriers. Um, you, it, it is a freaking fortress, right? They have armed security out front at the gate. You can't get in or out without permission from these individuals. Now, they're really nice when you're walking down the street and they'll engage you in conversation and all of that wonderful goodness, but they take their job very seriously, by the way. Is that happening at at uh, is that happening at mosques? No. When we went to um, Munich on our honeymoon uh, back in 2019, one of the parts of the walking tour um, that um, that Rick Steves puts together, you go past the Jewish synagogue. 
And you know what happens to you if you stop to take a picture at the Jewish synagogue? Multiple security members will, will descend upon you. Why? Oh, it turns out that there's massive... What fresh hell is she talking about? This is what we're doing in the midst of Hamas attacking Israel. This is where we're going. You know what? We, we got to stop uh, the disproportionate hate of Muslims. You, you use the term venerable to describe her. I In this case, I don't think it means what you think it means. She also said duty twice. <laughs> right. Um, can, can, to the speechwriters, find a different adjective. Yeah. Um, here's, here's my honest take on this. She talked about all these policies or um, procedures or events or what have you, however you want to describe them, I guess. And what what good has any of them done? Because what about what about the rise of anti-Semitism? Yes, I know she mentioned it. I know she mentioned well, it in there. But, right, but if you go play the rest of the video, <coughs> uh, she mentions Islamophobia about seven times. Yeah. Anti-Semitism is mentioned one time. But what 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 have they done to to curb the? trend of anti-semitism because like like especially since this whole hamas attack i right, i feel right. like we've seen more anti-semitic things than we've seen islamophobic it, it turns out that in a society in which we have actual freedom of speech still right it turns out yeah. that there's not a whole hell of a lot you can do about speech that you find abhorrent only when that speech actually becomes violence and by what do I mean by that? When you actually say, I'm going to murder XYZ person for XYZ reason, does that speech become violence? Does that speech become illegal? That becomes assault. It becomes right. an arrestable offense on the spot. But we're not doing anything about it. In fact, there's a video um, circulating from the UK in which an individual happened to criticize Islam after... They were literally calling them Jewish dogs and this, that, and everything in between. Did they arrest anybody on the, the Muslim side of that? No. In fact, they waited three weeks, found the individual at their home, arrested them for an offense, naming the date, time, and location of said offense, proving it on video because CCTV, right? The other side of that wasn't arrested for their anti-Semitism, which is illegal in the laws of England, the laws of Great Britain. It's illegal to do that. I find that to be ridiculously stupid. But they arrest that individual and not the others. All across the globe, we've talked about this time and time again. Houses of worship. She can't say synagogue. Do, do you notice that? Do you notice the boilerplate uh, as broad as humanly possible language? She can't name evil. And that, that is part of the problem. 
Also, Pat, do you know that we also have our own warships in Marines on these warships directly off the coast of Israel right now? Why do we have a Marine landing expedition there, Pat? Why? Uh, I, I, I honestly don't know. Why? Why? Right. That's that's my point. Why? Why is that a thing? Other than are we attempting to provoke somebody into attacking us during this entirety? Because the second that you attempt to shoot a missile or a rocket at that warship, right? What do we do? Now yeah. we've got our pretense to go in. And we've talked about the the attack last week and the razor's edge, right? That that tightrope over the Grand Canyon that we're walking. One false move. And World War III begins. And we want none of that. We want none of that smoke. We shouldn't want any of it. But here we are. I, I just, we live in the, some of the dumbest times I've ever seen. And that includes COVID, Pat. Because as we, as we continue to move further and further from the normies paying attention, if you will, to what's been going on with COVID and, and government and government officials and ex-government officials and, and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, <clears throat> Pfizer, or is it Moderna? One of the two of them, I forget which one off the top of my head, maybe you can look it up. One of them reported a loss for the last fiscal year of $2 billion. That's billion with a B. Um, that's a problem, right? And, and why would they have lost a couple billion dollars, Pat? What, what pray tell would, oh, it's that they manufactured a crap ton of COVID related, um, MRNA shots, right? And how many, how many people, Pat, have gotten the latest bivalent version of that shot? Just 2%. So when we take a look at that, right, they've only got 2% of the population taking that shot, and they probably store how much wasted COVID mRNA shots, right? They're losing money hand over fist because of it, because they're they're producing stuff that they're not getting paid on. It was Moderna. They reports $3.6 billion loss on COVID supply. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because they're they're not getting people to take the shot. Now, mm. could it be, Pat, that um, it has anything to do with what I'm about to present to you? This is from Steve Kirsch online. Um, the COVID vaccine has to be stopped immediately. There's no question that it is killing people. I've been invited to discuss the results with Yale epidemiologist Harvey Risch on his podcast, which he did do, by the way. I haven't had a chance to check it out because I've been a little bit busy, but that was on Tuesday, so um, just a couple of days ago. But if you are not watching on the Rumble page or on X, um, you need to because there's a graph here, Pat. Now, you probably can't see unless you're looking very closely, um, but the very first... Uh, line is rather high on this graph, right? Yes. 
Okay. Um, as he points out, this graph, this is a graph of number of deaths following doses two and greater in 28-day buckets. It is supposed to be even height for the first six bars. As you can see, the first bar is a huge problem. And why? What is that? It is a over, it is what, triple, almost quadruple the number of deaths. Okay. This is the number of deaths from zero to 28 days. Then the next one from 29 to 50, whatever, right? As we go in 28 day buckets. Um, do you hear anybody talking about this, Pat? No, no. And if any, oh, actually, if, if there is anybody that is talking about it, I can think of two people. Steve Dace and Daniel Horowitz. Actually, neither of them. I was going to say, I don't think either of them have mentioned this one, though. Right here. Oh, yeah, so I can't think of two of them. There's us. That's right, folks. We've had this information for a very long time. We've had the ability to discern this information, to look into the data. Steve Kirsch and others are doing that work. We are literally killing people with this shot. People are dying in inordinate numbers. And what have I long talked about when I've compared this to H1N1? When they attempted to do what with H1N1? They they created a vaccine, right? Yes, they did. Okay. Did it work? Not to my knowledge. Correct. It did not work one bit, one iota. And that was, that was an, again, an attempt at mRNA first, and then it didn't work, so they went the, the usual route, and it still didn't work. But what they were discovering is a weird pattern that began to to permeate over the course of 10 years, right? Of young women specifically just dropping dead or having these weird life-altering, literally life-altering from the perspective of not being able to give birth, side effects. It took doctors 10 years to put that puzzle together, folks. We've talked about this, right? that it literally showed after they figured it out, after 10 years of data and, well, they could have done it in 10 weeks if they would have been paying attention. That shot was killing people. That shot was altering lives in a very disproportionate, to bring it back to the last story, way. Are we not paying attention now? Story out yesterday. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift's beau, a.k.a. one of the best tight ends of all time. There's a joke in there somewhere, I'm sure, too. But um, one of the best players at his position in NFL history already, guaranteed, right? Oh, yeah, sure. He is up there with Tony Gonzalez, with, um, you know, a, a whole, hmm? with others, like, yeah, Gronk yeah. is up there. Um, there's a bunch of them, right? Ditka from even back in the day, because, you know, if you watch tape of Ditka as a player, by the way, he looks very much like a modern uh, NFL tight end. 
He was very much ahead of his time by like almost 40 years ahead of his time. But anyway, point being, Travis Kelsey is also what? The biggest pimp of Pfizer out there, right? Every Sunday you're going to hear or see the Pfizer commercial. Get your double shot. Get your get your do- double dose, right? He's literally pimping poison. Has anybody called him out for that, by the way? Has anybody asked him in the NFL media, in NFL media that is worried about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, you know, whether they're just just banging it out or actually dating, right? They care about that. They care about what Travis Kelsey is wearing uh, and and are they matchy-matchy or whatever, right? They care about all of that stuff. They care about uh, his political positions. They care about his podcast, what he's doing off the field all the time, right? Has anybody stopped to ask him why he's accepting $20 million? That's right. Pfizer is paying him $20 million. That's his reported contract, whether that's true or whether it's $2 million. Still blood money. Has anybody stopped to ask Travis Kelsey how he feels about the fact that the shot that he is pimping is literally killing hundreds of thousands of Americans? When he tells them to go get that shot, to go get your booster, to go get those things, there's an, there is a real probability, a significant probability that that person could die. And then I ask myself this, Pat, as we uh, kind of move forward here. Do we care about consequences? Have, has anybody paid a consequence ever for any of this? No. 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 We get the story no. out of the Daily and Mail, right? Anthony Fauci allegedly had um, a different strain of coronavirus, which is important, by the way, because not all coronaviruses are COVID-19. But it turns out it, was, it was a novel coronavirus, which is also important. Shipped from Wuhan Institute of Virology to a lab in Montana in late 2018, which, by the way, they were already doing some of the research on what? COVID-19, right? SARS-CoV-2 was already being researched in where? The Wuhan Institute of Virology, right? So, so they were manufacturing COVID there. We already know that. And was Anthony Fauci still here? Anthony Fauci not on trial. Anthony Fauci not sitting in a jail cell, right? Okay. I present to you this, Pat, from Bill Maher. Well, I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. I wanted a harsher lockdown policy, and in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. Myself, our, our great people, the CDC, I'd like to think the governor, we were all operating with imperfect information and we were doing our best. So yeah, it's, 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 well. So let's, but let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable. But let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness in the, yeah. the shit show that West Hollywood. Yeah. Um, specifically as he talks about kids and uh, school lockdowns, <clears throat> there's another fabrication 
of reality. You want forgiveness? Forgiveness comes with recognition, not just that you did wrong, but why, right? Like if I made a mistake and my wife is mad at me, is it important to um, to understand that I made the mistake or why I made the mistake and never do that again or to correct behavior, right? Or if your wife ticks you off, Pat, right? Do you just, oh, right. you know what? I forgive you. No worries. No, forgiveness comes with a recognition of what took place that either upset you or you did wrong, right? When it comes to the kids, Pat, this is the thing that I don't understand. We had info from all over the world from the very get-go because America is different than the rest of the world in, in so much as the vast majority of us don't have year-round school. The vast majority of us have summer break, right? Right. Okay. In that case, we had literally from every corner of the globe, from North America, South America, Asia, Europe, everywhere that you could possibly look, we had all of the data that would suggest to us that kids are not a danger, that kids were not passing COVID, that they were not getting very sick from COVID. We had all of the information in front of us. You willfully chose a political position on this issue. You didn't choose to follow data. You chose to take up your political cause. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Instead of looking at all of the data, you picked and choosed which versions of data you wanted. For instance, Pat, one of the things that I did from the very get-go when, when this was going out before we got together, right? Because we got together, what, July of 2020, thereabouts, on our program. One of the things that I was doing from the very get-go was looking at what? Is the data coming in good or bad? Is it garbage data in, meaning garbage data out, or good data in, good data potentially coming out? And we knew this from the um, Imperial College model, from the IHME modeling, right? We knew all of it to be absolute garbage. So why would you trust anything that is coming out of those institutions automatically? Yet we had information from all over the globe that would tell us that kids 
are the most safe in school. They are safe being around other people. They are safer than any category of human when it comes to this. So no, you can miss me with your, we need grace and forgiveness. We, if we knew now what we knew that, you had the opportunity to know it then. That's the difference. This isn't Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacking anything. Myself, Steve Dace, Daniel Horowitz. Um, you could go to Phil Kirpin, right? You could go to um, um, Alex, uh, what was his name, Pat? Um, Alex Berenson. Alex Berenson, although his information was kind of uh, 75-25 for me. Um, but they were doing, we were doing the work. We were showing you the data. We were showing you the problems with data being presented to you. We were showing you that not everybody is in lockstep. So where's the truth, right? That's what we right. were seeking out. You had the ability right there, professor of business at NYU, right? You are a professor. You're supposed to understand how to analyze data. You're supposed to understand how you gather data, look at sources, understand how to discern information, right? You, you would think to, so. But the reality is that you do not get to a PhD level without that ability. It doesn't matter right. whether you believe far left everything or not. You don't get to a PhD level without that ability, whether you recognize it or not. So, when, especially when it comes to our kids, forgiveness will come when, I don't know, perhaps we pull a Mussolini. And what do I mean by that? Pat, how did Mussolini, how did he meet his end? Wasn't well, he... he met his end by being captured by the people, right? put on trial, mm -hmm. and then, along with his wife, hung upside down to die. After a fair trial, of course. Hung upside down? Yes. You In the ultimate sign of Italian disrespect. Mm -hmm. I am sorry. I don't forgive you. Yeah. No. Because forgiveness comes with a realization of what you did wrong. And you don't know what you did wrong. Because you won't admit that you refused. You had blinders on. You were so riddled with fear. Yeah, then the pad. I want to just take this real quick before we move forward. Because we've got to move forward. Um, and we're going to run through our NFL and uh, Big Ten picks. Who has paid any price? So when I look at liberty, when I look at freedom, when I look at are, are we willing to take this stand? Are we willing to do anything to, to help ourselves when it comes to that? About the only price that's being paid is the grand jury that's happening in Florida of which we don't have much news coming out of right now, at least news that we've been paying attention to, right? Right. So to Professor Galloway, do you know what you did wrong? It wasn't that you now have hindsight. It's that you didn't pay attention to the information that was right in front of you from the very get-go. You didn't understand that from the very get-go, the information, the data collection 
was absolute hot freaking garbage. And it always was going to be. Not just because we were getting 50 different versions of data, right? Not just because of that, but also because we were not calculating for all the differences in data. Also because we weren't paying attention, or at least you were not paying attention to what the entire world was telling us here in America. You didn't want to listen because it ran counter to a fear-driven narrative. I, I, I can't. Here we are in 2023. I'm not going to give you grace or forgiveness for that. I'm not. You wanted harsher lockdowns. The the teachers' union used the children as a political pawn. Here in Chicago, in L.A., in San Francisco, in New York City. To extract what? Political positions? Not health and safety, although they got some of that. The vast majority, 99% of what they got out of holding themselves out of school, right? They didn't care about the children and their learning abilities, their futures, their ability to be productive and um progressive members of society. And what do I mean by progressive members of society? I mean people who are forward thinking, people who are who are going to change the world. You have you have taken a potential Elon Musk and turned that child into a dullard today. Simply because you wanted to bury your head in the sand of fear and then you want to have the audacity to tell us we deserve to forgive you? No, we don't. You've paid no price. None. The, and, and, and this is just on the topic of kids, by the way. This isn't even taking into account the millions of lives that were ruined due to the lockdowns because they couldn't open their business. Right. Their that family has, that's business. to say nothing of all of those things. Right. Right. So you've ruined lives and livelihoods that way, too. Yep. So... Until there is penance, until there is justice, there can be no forgiveness. Yep. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not willing to forgive just for forgiveness' sake. And, and that's the part of, like, the the Bible where they talk about, you know, um, you don't forgive seven times. It's seven times 77 and, and some different interpretations of what that actually meant in terms of the number of times is irrelevant. The point of the matter is that you continue to forgive, but the other part of that is that forgiveness comes with a recognition of that, a penance of what you know to have done wrong. Okay, I forgive you, right? And then you do it again. Well, I'm going to forgive you again as long as you continue to... It, it, it's the concept of like the drug addict, right? Can right. you forgive? Yeah, I'm going to... Okay, cool. Okay, but you're doing something to potentially help yourself, right? <clears throat> Matthew Perry is a great example of that. He went to rehab like 14 times, right, over the years. Forgiveness every single time. You deserve forgiveness because you are attempting to do something for yourself and and attempting to take control of something that's controlling you. Forgiveness, right. forgiveness, forgiveness. I'll forgive you every single time. But I'm only going to forgive you when I see something that's going to better your life, better your action, and understanding that you did do wrong. Like it's just that's, basics. Now, that's with that case. having been said, Pat, we've got a, a short amount of time left on the show, so we're going to dive into Big Ten and NFL picks. This quickly becoming an important week in the NFL. Um, also, the logjam in the Big Ten West. 
um, is crazy. Um, the Badgers still hold every team, with the exception of Illinois and Northwestern, kind of hold their fate in their own hands in the West Division, really, if you take a look uh, at it. Yeah, P- Purdue's not even in that mix. Yeah, either. Purdue, Illinois, and Northwestern pretty much don't. Um, but everybody else holds their their fate in their own hands. So with that being said, let's just go through these picks real quick. Um, Ohio State going to Rutgers. I've got Ohio State. Um, I think Rutgers can give them a go for about a half, and then the then the wheels will come off. This is also in Piscataway, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, go with. I mean, obviously, I'm going with Ohio State yep. on that. Um, so, yeah. By the way, quick question: Does Ohio State deserve to be number one? Yeah, they've got the best resume. They've played the best uh, because you have to remember uh, the college football playoff is looking at this as the snapshot of if the season ended today. Right, and who's got the resume? Who's got a better resume? Who has got better wins? Nobody. Nobody. Georgia, the only one that's close to Georgia, the top four is Michigan. Florida State. No, 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 no. Washington. Well, they beat LSU. So that's, what? That's, LSU that's, was hot freaking garbage. That's true. I was just saying of of them, like like they, they they're the, the only, only other team, team in the, the only other undefeated team that has a resume like Ohio State is actually Washington. Yes, that I would agree with. So like I can make a case that it should be Ohio State, Washington, Georgia, Michigan. That's what I would put in there. That's how I would see it. But the good I, news is the season still has plenty to left to play out. Right. So Ohio State totally des- deserves to be where they are. A thousand percent deserves to be the number one team in the country in the college football playoff because, again, resume, end of season, what are they attempting to accomplish? They're not looking at this from future casting. They're looking at this from the season ends today. They're the best yeah. team in college football because they've played the best schedule. They've beaten them all, and they've beaten down quite a few of them. All right, let's move forward. We've got Wisconsin. My Badgers going to Indiana. Um, I, I got Wisconsin in this one. I think regardless of whether B- Braylon Allen plays or not, uh, Braden Locke has looked much better over the course of his f- – got to remember his first – his very first real start – was Ohio State. That's true. I mean, you you put him in uh, his first real start is against a juggernaut. Well, it wasn't really his first real start. I mean, he did play against he did start against Illinois, but he he orchestrated that comeback. Second second start Ohio State. He's getting better and better. Uh, there's there's room for improvement around him, but I I don't trust Indiana as far as I can throw them. They looked they looked better against Penn State than I thought they would, but they had every they had to have everything go right for that to happen, and I don't see that happening this week. I think Tom Allen is done at at Indiana. Yeah, I well, I, I agree with that. I I have a hard time picking Wisconsin. I, I mean, I'm also going to pick them. All right. I could see Indiana pulling off this upset though, just given the fact of how do you, the injuries on the Badger sideline play out. That's that's my only question yeah. there. Yeah. But, well, I think their wide receiver core is deep enough to go ahead and, and take care of the Chimray DK injury. I think they've got enough depth there, but they've got to help out that quarterback with some better offensive line play and, more importantly, catch the damn ball. They had at least six drops in that game against Ohio State, four of yeah. which would have been for first downs and could have changed. Mm-hmm. That That ultimately could have changed, changed the game. 
Yeah. All right. Change the game. Moving forward, we get Nebraska going to Michigan State. That's Nebraska all the way for me. Michigan State yeah. is 100. Michigan State's like the worst team in the. In the and then we get the fun game. Which is literally in my backyard. Iowa goes to Northwestern. Wait, Evanston is not in. It's not in Evanston. It's at Wrigley Field. So literally a f- about seven minute walk for me uh, from here to Wrigley. So um, Iowa's taking on Northwestern. Chance, hmm? You by chance going to that game? Hell no. I hate Iowa. Why the hell would I spend money on Iowa? Well, I think figured you'd spend it more on Northwestern than Iowa. F but, that. Okay. F both of them. <laughs> um, Iowa Northwestern at Wrigley. You know, I, Northwestern has looked better as of late yeah. offensively. I actually think this is an upset game waiting to happen here. I can see it. I, I'm going Northwestern in this game. I... I Iowa's trending in the wrong direction for me. Defensively. I was going to say, whose who's offense shows up in this game? And I, I think, think Northwestern the, has the ability to show up on offense way better than, than yeah. Iowa does. Just, just because I, the Iowa defense is, is pretty solid. Sure. But they I, lost the to Minnesota. Died. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Northwestern in an, a slight upset. Yeah, it's going to be very close. Then we get Illinois going to Minnesota. I mean, Eastern Dakota. Um, I've got Eastern Dakota in this game in what I think is going to be a fascinating matchup. Weather will play a, a factor here as well, I think. Um, but um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Illinois win, but I got Minnesota. Uh, I, I've got Minnesota as well. It's at home. Yep. So, yeah. And then we get what I think is the best matchup of the entire weekend, which is sad. Penn State going to Maryland. This is actually yeah. kind of a, a under the radar rivalry game, so to speak. It is um, uh, also a potential trap game for Penn State. I think. Yeah, because going to College Park, Maryland, can be a weird experience, just like going to Piscataway can be a weird experience for yeah. teams. Uh, yeah. Mainly because uh, you have no idea what, what the atmosphere is weird, right? It's just yeah. awkward. Um, yeah. But Maryland has not been playing as well as I thought they would on defense. Yeah, I didn't. It, I got. I got to go. Penn State in this game. Yeah, Penn State's going to win that game. But I, yeah, I agree. Then we get Purdue going to Michigan in the Will Jim Harbaugh be able to coach game? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> lots of talk about the the teams in the Big Ten, the coaches in the Big Ten, uh, getting on a call after the business portion of the coaches' call, right? Um, mm-hmm. and basically bitching out the the commissioner for not doing anything. And and here's the here's the rub on this for me. They're right. If if the Big Ten has all of the tape, right? What more do you need? You've got all the evidence of of the sign stealing, blah 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 blah. Ultimately, where does this? Uh, it's kind of like the Pat um, Fitzgerald situation. Yeah, you might not have directly been involved in in the hazing or whatever was going on there, right? But ultimately, program control falls on your lap. It, it, right. You're the head coach, man. And this is like in-game sign-stealing on the sideline of said game during said game, right? We know that multiple Big Ten coaches reached out to TCU ahead of their 
uh, college football playoff game last year, right? Yep. And what did TCU do? They spent the entire week completely revamping their signal calling and crushed Michigan <laughs> because of it. Uh-oh. That, that's yeah. the that's the uh, golden calf, if you will. That's the, uh, the sword of Damocles, right? Like, that's the moment mm-hmm. that breaks that Michigan, oh, yeah, well, they didn't beat Ohio State with this or that or whatever have you. I, this is bad, man. This is just bad for college football it, all it, the way around. But anyway, uh, Purdue at Michigan, Purdue is struggling this year, struggling, and then it always will was going to, by the way, because they weren't going to find a quick replacement for Aiden O'Connell, right at quarterback, uh, who's right. now the starter for the um, Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders, yeah. So I got Michigan in this game. Um, I think we're just on the collision course for Michigan Ohio State undefeated. I just don't see it any other way. Yeah, I I do too. And I think the Ohio State-Michigan game is going to be very interesting depending on if there's anything that happens with Michigan in between now and then with this whole scandal thing. Okay. So we're pretty much in lockstep on all of these games. Now, yeah. I, speaking of, it's a boring of, week. Of lockstep. We, got, we have to rapid fire through our NFL picks here. We've got six games, as we always do with the six-pack of NFL games, starting with the Chiefs and Dolphins in Frankfurt. Um, this is really tough for me because this game is not at anybody's home stadium. This is right. in Germany, right? Um, ultimately, I like the Chiefs in this game. I could see this going either way, but I, I just have a gut feeling that the Chiefs will find a way to pull it out. I'm going to trust yeah. Holmes over I'm going to trust uh, Tua in this game. Yeah, I agree. I, could the Dolphins win this game? Sure. Absolutely, they could. But uh, I, def- by default, I'm going to pick the Chiefs every time in this All right, games. moving forward, we've got your Ravens at home against the Seahawks. This is an easy pick for me. This is just like Big Ten versus uh, Pac-12, right? Uh, yeah. West Coast going East Coast or East Coast going West Coast. You always go one way, and it's well, the, the Bengals home team. Did, the Bengals did pull off a win in San Francisco last week. so Right, but... That's a rarity compared to the vast majority of what goes on yeah. here. So um, I'm going to go with your Ravens in this game, but this is such an intriguing yeah. matchup. Um, if the Seahawks defense is for real, that could be a problem because uh, if they can bottle up Mark Andrews, uh, that's an issue for you guys. But, yeah, I'm going to go Ravens here. Yep, I agree. And then in the uh, toilet bowl game this week, Rams at Packers, uh, Packers at home, the Rams on the road, uh, Stafford, uh, not playing, right? Is he not? Is he injured again? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I just don't know what to do with this game. I really don't because I don't trust either team. Uh, the fact that the Packers can't run the ball is just mind-blowing to me. Uh, you've got two of the best running backs in the NFL, and you're not using them. It's just ridiculously uh, stupid. I, I dropped A.J. Dillon this week for a reason. Oh yeah, yeah. He's doing yeah. nothing. Yeah, he's fantasy football hot garbage. Get get out of my sight. Um, but at home, somebody made the mistake of dropping Brock Purdy on my fantasy team too, and I picked him up for AJ Dillon. Okay, yeah, that makes some sense. Yeah. Purdy's yeah. kind of fallen off a cliff the last couple of weeks, but that's neither here nor I, there. Um, I'm going to go yeah. with the Packers at home in this game. Uh, th- at some point in time, this losing streak has got to end. But I. 
Anyway, anyway, uh, quickly I your pick. We've got less than I don't, five I don't, minutes, Pat. I don't trust the Packers right now. I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams. All right. Then we got the Cowboys at the Eagles in what I think is the best matchup of this week or the most intriguing matchup. Um, I got the Eagles at home in this matchup. Eagles at uh, home. Cowboys are yeah. red hot, but uh, I like what the Eagles can present to the Cowboys defense, so that's where I'm going. So are the Eagles. The Eagles are red hot, too. Not quite. I mean, look at what A.J. Brown's been doing. I mean, that's been... Right, that's my point. They, they've got yeah. multiple versions of that weapon. That that uh, That's going to be very difficult, uh, but... Uh, Jake Ferguson, if you haven't picked him up or don't have him or somehow he's still available on your waiver wires in fantasy football, pick his ass up at tight end for the Cowboys. Anyway, Bills at Bengals on Sunday night. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills in this matchup. Um, I like this. I like this uh, for the Bills. I don't. Not not in Cincinnati. If this were in Buffalo, I'd go the other way, but I'm going Cincinnati in this one. All right. Um, Chargers at Jets is the Monday night game. And I find this game to be intriguing because one of these teams p- potentially propels themselves back into the playoff, uh, playoff, uh, conversation. The Jets are four and three going into this game, whereas the Chargers are just one game below 500. And, um, the Jets are getting it done with their defense again. They're getting just enough offense. My question is, can they stop Austin Eckler? Because Austin Eckler went for over 100 yards receiving last week. And it seems like the Chargers with Eckler are kind of getting back to the offense that they want to be. And that defense is still really solid. Um, Again, West Coast to the East Coast. I'm going to go with the Jets at home in this one. In an ugly game, by the way. Yeah, I'm going Chargers, um, frankly, because I think the Chargers are on the up-and-up offensively right at the moment. So, and that's fair enough. I, I think you could yeah. see them maybe with five or six losses by the end of the season as long as they can win this game. If they can continue to stack some momentum in a positive direction here, um, look out mm. for this team to be very dangerous late in the season. This is a key game for the Chargers, that's for sure. Absolutely. Also, I would I would argue it's a key game for the Jets, too. If the yeah, because Jet, if the Jets can win this game, they they sit themselves pretty nicely right into that uh, that conversation for the division, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with all that being said, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show? Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And I don't think uh, the term venerable is what Andrew Coppins thinks it means. No, you are correct. I use that very, very tongue-in-cheek. And with that, folks, please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew, 547. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.